Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Obviously, the uh, the big story, breaking news from just a few minutes ago, that uh, the courts have ruled that uh, Doug Ford's plan to cut the size of Toronto City Council has been tossed out. It's, uh, Bill 5 uh, would have cut their council seats from 47 to 25 uh, but there are implications uh, to this judge's decision. Obviously, we're in the middle of a municipal election campaign. Joining us to talk about this, Alan Carter, uh, the anchor of uh, Global News at 530 and 6, and, of course, Queen's Park Bureau Chief. Uh, thank, Alan, first of all, uh, happy Monday. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Oh, well, thanks very much, Bill. I appreciate that. I don't know what it's like where you are, but it's end of days here in Toronto. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, the, the guy that's collecting two of each kind of animal in the back parking lot here is a, a dead <laughs> giveaway that there's something going on here. We we surprised by the judge's ruling. Um, I, I think it was difficult to know precisely where the judge was going to go. But obviously, I mean, everybody we talked to that was a legal expert said that you know the, it, w- it was pretty clear that the province actually has the power to do this. The question is, had they violated rights by doing so uh, with zero consultation and having done so so close to the actual voting day? And it's obviously clear that um, the the judge decided that, yeah, that was a violation of freedom of speech and expression uh, and therefore has ordered the province to go back on itself and and ordered the clerk, the city clerk, to go ahead with the full slate of municipal elections as previously planned. Well, you and I were talking about this on Friday. Obviously, we're at that point of speculation at that stage and wondering just where they were in this process. I mean, if, if you were a registered candidate for ward whatever, uh, and all of a sudden you, you're not going to run there? Are there going to be 18 people on the ballot? Now, that's clarified. Now, I, I'm anticipating, here we're into the speculation, and I guess, uh, Alan, uh, Doug Ford says he's going to have more to say about this around noon today. You've got to assume that they're going to try to appeal this. Yeah, so what they would have to do is they would have to initially get a stay. If they, if, to appeal it because of, the, because of the, the lateness of the hour, they would have to get a stay of the current decision while they underwent an appeal. And obviously time is ticking away. We are very close to election day. And, you know, just think about it. If, you, if you're thinking about mounting a campaign, it makes a pretty big difference whether or not there are 20-plus seats or 40-plus seats. Well, we're, what, about five weeks away from voting day? It's, it's October 22nd when everybody's going to go to the polls. And you got to wonder about the implications of this. As you say, how, how do you campaign? Where do you campaign? Whose door do you knock on? And, and what seat are you running for? I mean, we, as, as of now, 10 minutes after 9 o'clock, I think they have a clear idea. But you're right. If they get a stay on this, does that mean we revert back to Bill 5 again? Well, it, it, it's difficult to know because can they get the stay? And what will the uh, higher level of, of court do about the time constraints? And, and will a, a higher court grant them the stay and say, okay, well, I'll look at this? Or is it a possibility that the, the judge will say, yes, I will look at it, but um, the 2018 municipal election must go as status quo, as its previous incarnation? You know, I, I know some people are going to think that we're splitting hairs here, but when when Doug Ford decided he was going to do this, and they, they introduced and, and eventually passed Bill 5, I, I don't know that there was much of an argument ever that, hey, the provincial government doesn't have the power to do this, because they've done it. There's a track record there. Uh, you know, back in the 70s, they forced regional government onto a number of jurisdictions. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, with the Harris government, of course, there was the forced amalgamation. You went through it in Toronto. We went through it here in Hamilton. So we know they can do that. I think it's a matter of timing more than anything else, isn't it? 
I think that's the issue, is it's timing. Um, it's also a lack of consultation. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I certainly didn't hear the Ford uh, government, or rather the, the Ford campaign, talk about this at all in the election campaign. I didn't hear a thing about it until they're in power. And then, I mean, I, you know, it, it's like we talked about last year, or last week, though, is that the Ford government is discovering the hard way that just having the most seats in the legislature does not mean that you can just do whatever you like. <laughs> there are there are courts, there are other uh, checks and balances, and the you know as with Tesla and possibly yet still to come with you know um, basic income and a bunch of other things, like sex education. The government's going to discover that enacting its agenda is a little bit more difficult than perhaps it thought. But doesn't that speak to the governments and, and their attitude? Because uh, we've heard this before when governments have tried to force this in, and you know, and then they chastise the the courts for having the audacity to enforce the rules of the land, or or to, to actually recognize the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, uh, which is a document I think we're all proud of, unless it's uh, it, you know it's, it seems contrary to something that we want to do right now. You know, there's got to be some discussion about exactly what kind of rules and parameters any government has at this stage. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, and, and you come back to this, like, who is the arbiter? Who is, I mean, that's a central question that we, I think we have in our society, which is, at the end of the day, who makes policy? And, you know, we know that politicians make policy, but it's judges that rule as to whether or not it's constitutional and whether or not it withstands, you know, the, the legal test. And, you know, if, if you have a government that isn't going through and dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's, then it finds itself in these legal troubles. And I think what's happened with this new government is that, you know, they are eager to get things done, but not so eager to see all of the pitfalls that come along with moving quickly. Well, for those scoring at home, uh, as, as one person put on Twitter just a little while ago, uh, the score here is, uh, uh, the way things are looking right now, is uh, Justice 2 for the Ford government, zero. Uh, and Now, that's obviously somebody's slanted opinion on this, but it does go to your point, Alan, about the fact that governments, and they, they hire lawyers, too. I mean, this is not just Doug Ford talking. I'm, I'm certain, at least I hope, that he sought legal advice on this before he tried to do this, uh, as to whether or not it works within the confines or the parameters of, of the laws of the province. And, and clearly what this justice is saying now is, no, it doesn't. Well, I mean, there are some serious questions as to whether or not, Mr. you know, the, the premier got any legal advice on any of this stuff. I mean, that was the question from the judge in the Tesla cases. Like, did anybody ask? Did, it, did anybody pick up a phone and, and say, hey, can we do this? You know, um, and I, I really think that this has the potential to really unseat Ford's um, you know, honeymoon. I mean, I think he's he's done well to communicate to his base that, yes, we're moving on these things. We're moving on all of these, you know, cap and trade, all of these things we said we were going to do. Forget about all the conversations and all the talk and blah, blah, blah of the former liberal government because people are sick and tired of that. Let's just get some stuff done. Well, we have discovered now that just getting stuff done is not the way the system works, unfortunately. What are the implications on this uh, with other uh, jurisdictions? Uh, because when, at the same time uh, that, that he tried to reduce the Toronto City Council size, he also basically eliminated uh, the two positions of regional chair in a couple of regions around the GTA. 
Now, I don't think there was a court challenge about that, but does this throw everything into into uh, disarray right now? We don't know what's going on. I, I, you just have to wonder what, what's going to happen with these other areas. My understanding is that there's no change in the cancellation of those regional chairs. That's my understanding from the... the okay. And so, you know, Patrick Brown can't suddenly decide now that, well, now he's not going to run for Brampton mayor. Now he's going to go back to be regional chair again. Which, is there anything that that guy isn't trying to run for? Is there anything... <laughs> I mean, I mean, if he doesn't win the Brampton mayoralty, he'll be running for school trustee in your ward, or he'll be he'll be running to to be your garbage pickup guy. Uh, but there's no real change in, in that. But again, it throws this sense of confusion into the entire Ford agenda. And as you mentioned, noon today, uh, Doug Ford will address the media and answer a bunch of these questions about what is his government going to do now in the face of this legal ruling. Uh, one of the areas of speculation, I'm sure you've seen this on Twitter over the last little while, is uh, uh, I know it's not from Ford, but it's from obviously a number of his advocates uh, suggesting that the judge actually should have recused himself from this because apparently, I guess, he was uh, one of John Tory's uh, uh, instructors uh, at, at law school uh, way back when. And as a result, I guess, you know, there's some idea there that there's a conflict of interest. Now, I don't know if there's any legitimacy to that. I don't know how many instructors and, and professors uh, people have in law school. I would assume it's more than a handful. Uh, so I'm not even sure if that's relevant. But did you hear anything at all, Alan, from the time that they decided, the Toronto City Council decided to appeal this, anything at all, uh, anybody complaining about who was actually selected to hear this case? Because I'm hearing a lot about it now, that the decision's been rendered. That's funny. That's, I had not, that you're, that's news to me. I had not heard any of that. Yeah, a couple of things that, well, the liberal judges, which we tend to hear a lot of, all of a sudden they're liberal judges if they rule against uh, somebody who's somebody conservative. Uh, you know, that's, that, again, it, it doesn't ring, you know, very true. But the other element to this idea is, is they're going to try to prove conflict of interest. Now, I don't know if that's what's happening. It's just that uh, some folks uh, in some media circles, uh, hashtag Toronto Sun, uh, seem to be moving in that direction right now. And I'm just wondering if they're actually uh, echoing what uh, the Ford folks may be thinking of doing right now. Because uh, to, to, to get a stay, you, you can't just say, I don't like the decision. There has to be some legal ground, I would think. Yeah, you would have to say, well, I have a, we have a legal ground to, to be able to, you know, to appeal this. And remember that the grounds, it, it gets weird with the courts. It's not, you don't, you don't appeal the ruling. Uh, because you can't do that. What, what you, you, you basically you're not saying. Well, I, I disagree with the ruling. What you say is, I disagree with the way that the ruling was achieved, and therefore we have to have it looked at again. And so that's what the what the government lawyers are looking at right now. Uh, and, and again, we get into this whole idea. As, as we're, we're trying to obviously connect the dots here. Uh, the Tesla ruling from a few days ago, very very similar. Uh, the tone uh, from from the judges in both cases that guys, you didn't ask anybody, you didn't talk to anybody, you haven't proven that this is actually a legitimate way to go. I mean, I know that uh, Ford suggested that they're going to save, I think, it was something like fifty million dollars or something if they reduce this. Uh, but as as my old math teacher in grade twelve used to say, Alan, show me your work. Don't just give me the answer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it appears that there has been very little work done by the Ford government on this, and certainly, in, like you say, in both those cases, both Tesla and this one. And what will be interesting is, is if this continues to be a common theme in these legal challenges. I mean, you know, if we get to the <laughs> human rights uh, challenge uh, on on sex ed, I mean, are we going to get a judge that says well, the government didn't do all the things that they were supposed to do? And again, I think that that really will have a drag on the perception of this government, 
And, you know, people might think, well, this government's got, you know, my best interest at heart. They might believe in, well, they're trying to make it cheaper for everybody. But at the end of the day, if the government can't get the job done, if everything they try to do is get blocked by the courts, people are going to get tired of that. And I don't think they're going to blame the courts for it. They're going to blame the government for not knowing how to get things done. But there's a common theme here that we talked about during the campaign, and, and obviously they've carried this through now that they're in government. Uh, it's it's populist politicians, and it's easy to say stuff that you think people are going to get into. You know, it, It's always a winner if you say, hey, we need less politicians, because nobody likes politicians. Uh, it's easy to say, you know, it should be buck a beer because, but in both cases, easier said than done. You know, the buck a beer thing fell flat than than a beer that's been sitting out for five weeks, and now this political reorganization has been struck down by the courts. Uh, clearly, I guess what the the courts are saying here is, guys, you got to do your homework on this before you move ahead. Well, and I, and I think that it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see what the premier says this afternoon. Has he and his government? learn that okay pretty clearly we got to go back to the books on this stuff and we're gonna we're gonna get it done i mean that's one message track that he could have today look be you know be a little humbled by it somehow i don't think that that's the play he's gonna make uh but he could come out and say look we're gonna we're gonna go back we're gonna fix this stuff we're still gonna get it done or he can come out and complain about the courts and say why are the courts meddling in what is clearly a electoral mandate that i have It'll be interesting to see how the government responds to it today. Does this embolden some of the other folks that are on the sidelines watching this? You talked about the human rights uh, and tribunal and, and what may be happening with the sex ed curriculum. Uh, there's also, of course, the cancellation of the, the Green Energy Act and uh, uh, the wind turbine contracts, etc. Uh, those folks haven't publicly said that they're going to go after the government, but you got to think they're, 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 they're thinking about it at this stage. And with two decisions already against this government, that may put a little wind beneath their wings. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we've talked about the various different kinds of lawsuits that uh, the government is facing. It's facing some from business like Tesla or in terms of the White Pines Wind Farm, the one in Prince Edward County that the government has canceled. And the owner of that contract, that company says it's going to cost uh, taxpayers $100 bucks just to cancel it. And, and for that, we get a couple of half-built turbines. Um, I don't know what you can do with those. Um, I don't know, maybe you can put a slide in them or something, maybe maybe a <laughs> playground. Um, but you're but you're right. If if it continues to look like, you know, that anybody that sues the government is getting places, there's gonna be a lineup of lawyers waiting to sue every time the government does anything. Well, uh, as you mentioned, uh, noon today, uh, uh, Premier Ford says he's going to have something to say about this, and I would imagine that'll be unveiling some kind of a strategy on this. Uh, it's a must-watch Global News at 5.30 and 6 tonight as the drama continues uh, at Queen's Park and Toronto City Hall. We'll be watching, Alan. Thanks so much for the time today. Bill, always great to be with you. Thank you so Take much. Take care. Alan Carter, of course, and uh, he and uh, Farah will be uh, giving you the latest on that at Global News 5.30 tonight. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.